boom, boom, boom. Yes. Back again, back again, back again in the lab. Dropping gems. Barber College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy JC, Crown Cuts Academy Bristol, and Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown JC. Spreading love the Tri-City way is one way. Spreading love is the only way through the Crown Cuts way. Today we're going to drop a big episode on you. Again, you're spreading love, just dropping gems for all those casual listeners, listeners out there. We got something for you. But first, before we even do that, let me introduce my co-host himself. Am I Fields? Am I your barber? I, I, I say I still can't get the like the rhythm right for that. I feel like I just <laughs> I still pause. He's got a flow, man. I know. I don't know why. why. Can I go first? It's up. To, I just said co-host. Well, oh, who the cap is? Where is it? That, that's why I start saying Tri Cities because yeah. it's like the Bristol thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan we give you that. We give you the Aston Martin microphone. <laughs> it's, it's you got a big head now. Still not <laughs> now. Jordan Bar underscore fifty two on Instagram with the, with, the, with the big Dookie chain on. Yeah, oh no, you can't call it a Dookie chain. <laughs> hey, that Dookie chain is like the gold thick junk. So what's Wasn't that? Them That's not white gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Platinum. You know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. Today we're gonna talk about transitioning. Transitioning for barbers, transitioning for shop owners, transitioning for students. Today we got a great story for you. A great, it's going to give you, it's going to enlighten a lot of people. Because I know everybody out there wants to own their own shop. Everybody wants, and it's a difficult transition. Because a lot of times when you're working for someone and you decide to leave, it can cause some friction. And it doesn't have to be like that. I think one of the key things is communicating, communication, but sometimes even the owner don't want to communicate. So then we're going to talk about transitioning. I know a couple, a few months back we talked about MI opening his own shop. And we're just going to elaborate on that. And we're going to talk about it. And he's just going to be real and raw and not hold nothing back. No. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to, and the tough conversations got to be had. Sometimes it's yeah, it's been it's been experience. Yeah. So, when did you realize you wanted to open a shop, am I? Yeah, you know, initially when I first started cutting hair, I cut hair for for two or three years. Um, the only there was a time I came across where I wanted to open a shop, but simply on necessity for, mm-hmm. for feeling like the shop wasn't right for me at the time. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted to open a shop, but now and within the last few months, I've felt the need. Not the need, but I want to open a shop. I want to. It's like another level of growth. And I know we talked about it like several, even last year, a mm-hmm. uh, year before, and we was like, "When is the right time? When is not? The, when it's not the right time? When is the right time? What are the steps? What do you do? When do you do it?" And the more and more I'm in this barber school industry, I see it both ways. I see it two ways. Opening a shop is for some people and some people is not. For sure. And 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 I know that because initially I know I wasn't ready. I knew there was a lot I still needed to learn. I knew that I wasn't mentally prepared to, to do it yet. You know, some people just want to do it because it seems glamorous, but there's a lot more to it. And being around people like Craig and Micah. And one of the, one of the coolest things I ever was told um, 
when I'm thinking about opening a shop was from Micah Taylor. And he was like, I was like, you know, how do you know, Micah, when, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, when it's time to do it, you'll know. And like you said, you told me one time, you know, when a spot comes open, the right spot, you'll know. So it's just one of those things like if you're working and you're doing everything you can do behind a chair and you feel like that you're at that point, you'll know. And don't do don't do it for the likes. I'm just saying this out there, not just for the casual listener. For the don't, clout. don't do it for the clout. Don't do it for the likes. Because you'll end up putting yourself in a position that is not favorable. And what I say that to say this. What I mean by that is a lot of times, majority of times, you will make more money in the shop itself and not assuming no responsibilities and no bills. Yeah, that's the transition you have to prepare for. And that's something I had to get mentally prepared for. It's like a lot of this money that is going in my pocket right now um, is going to go back into the shop, you know. And I really had – and once you get that focus in and you got to get that business mentality, which sometimes is just cutting behind a chair, you don't really have that. You just kind of make the money and you show up, leave, show up, leave. And that's a whole different attitude compared to owning a shop. You can get stagnant. Mm-hmm. And if you aspire to do more and be more – which is okay because responsibility comes quick. Yeah. Well, and and um, and it's another level of growth. Like I don't have it all figured out now, and I don't plan to within a month. And there's going to be things that I'm gonna hit that's going to cause some discomfort, and maybe maybe make me uncomfortable. But that's what growth is. Growth is an uncomfortable uncomfortable movement forward yes and and that's what i want to feel i want to feel that i want to feel and i know it's not gonna be easy and i know that it's going to take some time to build it up but i'm I'm okay with that and i'm ready for it for me especially i think there's there's a small percentage it's probably one percent of people coming out of school who's ready to open shops just for me from being a instructor a barber school owner and watching students every day it's probably like one percent the students that i think are ready to open a shop are the ones that have no shops to go to like um, Colton, I don't think there's a shop where Colton lives, but but Colton, um, you know, he's gonna have to do his own thing and get to that point because he. he and, but I think he's ready for that. Well, it's more than just not having the shop where you where you're going to, where you're from, whatever city you reside in. It's more than that to me. It's 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 also a part of being punctual. While you in school, you you treating the school like it's a shop for you. You treating the school. You come in just strictly business wise, and likewise in the barbershop, shop, right. your chair is your shop. Yes, and you treat the shop as it is your shop. So the first that you come into school, your mindset is, you know what? I'm trying to transition. I'm trying to get me a, sh- a shop when I get out, and you have to practice those things and study those things and make that become you. Everything has to be barbering. Everything has to be shop management. Everything has to be sanitation. Everything has to be consultation. Everything has to be thinking about just your overhead. How are you going to market? How aesthetics? Everything you have to, you have to you have to ask a lot of questions. You can't be coming to school fooling around playing games and think it's just going to turn the light switch on and boom you're in a shop. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. What do you think, Jordan? Um. Right now I'm just sitting back and listening, man. I'm just kind of because I'm interested. I've been thinking about. I mean, I want I want to open up my own shop, but I feel like obviously I'm not ready yet. I've only been barbering, really. I've only been cutting hair for a year. So I think probably like my goal is in about two or three years, maybe three or four, I want to open up my own barbershop or maybe move into my own little business suite. You know, it's just by my, being by myself and just kind of take, like, I mean, I feel like that would be helping me with 
myself grow as far as being comfortable and being able to offer more services and stuff like that, which I don't know. I just, I mean, I possibly could do one right now, but I just don't, like you said, you know, when I feel like, you know, you're going through a stage of growth right now. Anyways, you get your own crib. Like that's his own, that's his own like stage of growth in itself. And and some people don't use it as a measuring stick for success. I don't want you to get, get it twisted where you think you open a shop. Now you have arrived. Now it's a measuring stick. Because it doesn't make sense to me, and we'll get into your specific no, situation in a second. It doesn't make sense to me if you're going to leave a place where you have no overhead and you're making all this money. All you have to do is come and keep your station clean and be a part of a team and be really successful. Because when you own that shop, you have to be the one to clean. You have to be the one to pick up after people. You have to be the, the last line of defense. You have to get that last walk in. Yeah, you, you have to be the one who has to monitor the music, monitor what's on the television, go out there when it's snowing and pour the salt. Ask the client to quit cussing because so, um, somebody's mama's in here. Yeah, ask the client to quit cussing because from my experience in a lot of barbershops I've worked in, there's always people will drop their head when the music comes on and it's raunchy. Everybody will drop their head, and, you, and you'll be the only one in there like, oh, man, let me just turn this music down because <laughs> it's not conducive to the clients that we have come in. And it's not like you don't like the music, but you just have to play music that's fair for everyone. Yeah. And a lot of barbers don't understand that. No. Especially when they work in the shop for somebody else. And I already started on that, like trying to make a barber shop playlist. Like things like that I've thought about, like, you know, which clean music for the most part. You know, like edited music, just just so if anybody comes in here, even the song is, you know, whatever. You know, what I'm saying it's, it's like it's yeah, it's not like gonna say anything crazy, but um, and that's some things that I've thought about too. So fast forward now, let's get to the juicy part. Okay. So you said okay. So you and your shop owner, you decided to you ready to leave. So talk about that transition. So initially, I gave him a heads up. I was like, listen, bro. I was like, uh, so. I really want to start a shop. It's something I'm, I'm looking at this, this, and this location. You know, kind of, most of them were out of town. I kind of wanted to move out of town, uh, further up the road, uh, Abbott and Bristol, uh, uh, if you're familiar with those areas. 15, 20 minutes away, yeah. 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. So Abbott about 15, 20, and then Bristol's like 30, 40. And, um, you know, and I was comfortable with that. And that's really where my heart was set on, you know. And then, you know, I had a conversation with my wife. Um, I'll, I'll fast forward. I have the Roy, the reason I found places. So going to look for a barber shop. Um, I had clients that own real estate. Funny enough, I had multiple clients that own real estate who own commercial real estate, right? And uh, before you move on, that's a gem right there. That's a gem right there. That's where you earn the crown. Mm-hmm. Use your resources. Your clients are your resources. No matter what you try to do, where you're trying to go, if you've cut hair long enough for about two, three, four years, you've built relationships with someone who can help you in some field mm-hmm. that you need help in. And it's funny because I, I started, you know, calling numbers on buildings, driving around looking for places to lease, and that really got me nowhere. But when I started putting out to my clients that I wanted to open a barbershop, you know, hey, I just bought this building. Hey, I bought this, you know, my, I got a friend that just bought this building. The love started, I, the love started coming in. And people are so willing to help you, you know, especially because these people, <coughs> if you cut for a while and you're being genuine and you care about your clients, they're going to care about your well-being and use, they want you to do well. Use your resources. Exactly. I mean, this industry right here, what I've said before and, and I'll say it again, the relationships that you've built 
and the people that you will meet in this industry is priceless. You can't put a price on that. It's worth way more than money. You can't put a price on it. So that's why it pays to be good to your clients and be a good person. Mm-hmm. And always communicate with your clients. And treat them well. If you want to be, I mean, if you're, if you're a headphone blunt guy, then you're not, you're not going to get these kind of, get the no. kind of opportunities that you need to, to get you to the next level. Uh, most a lot of clients I have now, they've, <clears throat> a lot of them are photographers and videographers. And I got people that own businesses and that are in retail that have talked to me about, um, like I've, like recently I've only tried to like to dive in into, um, getting my own uh, CPA mm-hmm. and learning how to do my taxes and stuff like that. Now I have a dude that owns a he owns a tree company and he's he's like the best tree company in Bristol. And he was like, bro, he's like, I'll take you under my wing. I'll show you all the things that I do, how to set up your um, how to set up your uh, LLC and stuff like that. Like all the important stuff that you really I don't know where to start at, but I reached out to him and told him that I needed help. But I didn't know that he was in that, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So he kind of told me, he was like, yeah, I can, you know, show you all the things that I need to, that I've learned and teach it to you. But to to piggyback off of that, right, another gem, communication. Yeah. So imagine if you were stuck in your ways when you first started, but you didn't want to talk to your clients. Where would that get you? I'd still be in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? See how communicating yeah. and speaking and talking to your clients helped you? So we just dropped two gems. Using your clients as resources and communicating with your clients. That's how I met my CPA. I cut his hair. I was like, something crazy happened. I knew he did something with finance, and I just asked him in his opinion or something, and he was like, but why don't you come over here and I'll help you? Close mouths don't get fed. You're right. Said all the time. But that's how I met my CPA, too, which is wild. So, I'm waiting on that. <laughs> so getting back to the lecture on hand. So now you had a conversation with your shop owner. Was it comfortable or was it uncomfortable? Uh, it's, it was never comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, I mean, there's two ways you can look at it. You know, you're taking money out of my pocket, you're leaving. I'm right. losing a good, you know, and, that, and that's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable no matter who you are. Even if you are even if you support that person, you got to think, you got to say, hey, okay, I got to reevaluate the situation and then I got to get somebody else in here, you know, which which I see it both ways, um, you know, but what 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 changed, what made it harder was when I spoke to my wife, and she didn't make it harder, but, you know, the, the places I was going to, we have five children, the place I was going to was down the road. You know, you're going to spend a lot of time in your shop when you first open it. She, you know, and she supported me with everything, podcasts, you know, nonprofit, working in the school, being a barber. When she, when I told her I wanted to go 45 minutes down the road and up the shop, she was like, I think you could be closer. And I respect my wife, and, and everything happens for a reason. So we talked about it, and I had an opportunity to open the shop in the town that I'm at, and that caused problems. <clears throat> and, and and as I sit back and I think, I mean, I've had my shop from two, 2004 till now, and I've had several barbers leave. And at first, initially, it was uncomfortable. But after a while, I was like, you know what? That's an extension of you who's growing and getting out there because you have to the tree, the fruit tree has to grow, and for it to continuously grow, and you have to cut the fruit to feed people for it to grow again. Mm-hmm. If you don't cut the fruit, the tree eventually, the fruit dies, and no one gets fed. So you have to look at a barber shop in a sense like you're growing barbers, and one day they're going to leave. The good one's never going to stay. But the thing that bothers, bothers shop owners, I think, is when barbers leave on a bad note, or the shop owner is really disrespectful to a barber when he's trying to transition. 
because there's several ways to handle things. Um, for me, I've had several barbers when they said they was leaving the week before. They when they left, they didn't they didn't pay their booth rent. Mm. You don't leave on a note like that. No. You don't leave on a note like that. You want to tie all loose ends and keep relationships really tight above all. Because you never know when you might need that person again. Or that person might need you. Because when you bust relationships apart, it's hard sometimes for someone to come back and believe in you. So always leave on a good note. The, the tough conversation has to be had. You have to have the tough conversation. And that's just part of it. So now here we go, the tough conversation. Yeah, so I shared uh, shared with my shop owner. I just got another message about it. Well, anyways, I told my shop owner, who happens to be a relative uh, through marriage. And uh, anyways, uh, he wasn't happy. He was not happy that I was moving down the street. He said I would be competition, which it's funny because there's a barber shop in between me and him already. And we never looked at them as competition. But now I'm leaving. I'm competition. So, um, and it's just me. You know what I'm saying? I got two hands. Right. I can't do more than these two hands can do. You're a special brother, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm blessed. You're I'm not, blessed. You're not just a regular barber. I'm blessed, though. And you're yeah. a good barber. You're a great human being, for one, number one. You're better than just cutting. Yeah. What, what I, and I appreciate your compliments. You know what I'm saying? But I just try to do the best I can every single day, just like you brothers do. And just like the people listening to this podcast, I try to wake up and do the best I can. But, and the, thing, but the thing is, if we look at it this way, right, it's not even in just the barbering industry. It's all throughout whatever major job industry is out there. One of my friends, he's in finance. And he's like, Craig, it's hard to keep good people. <laughs> Because there's another company who's always willing to pay a little bit more. And, and, and I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to my horn. I just, it's just another level of growth for me. I'm, I'm not trying to, I want to create something. You know what I'm saying? Like a barbershop, creating a barbershop to me is what I want. I want to create this space that I want to grow in. Like it's already, you know, as a barber, I've been able to pick the people I cut. And that's what, pick my time I work, mm-hmm. pick the people I cut. Now I want to be able to create the space that I cut in. And that's just only going to make me take me to the next level of my barbering, I feel like. I remember when I was transitioning from Boston to come to Johnson City. And I worked in a barbershop in Dudley with Mr. Steele and my homie Spence. Spence is like a brother. And it was tough to tell Spence that I was leaving. It was hard for me to tell Spence. So I remember telling Mr. Steele and... Mr. Steele was like, son, you know, when you leave, you can always have a home here when you come, if you need to. If you ever need a job, that chair right there is always open for you. I left on good terms. I was, I, I, I gave that shop my all. I never not went to work and then give my all. I gave my shop my all that day and every day. So I left my mark, and we still have a great relationship. Whenever I go back to Boston to visit to see family, that's probably the first place I'll stop at Oasis Barbershop in Dudley, Dudley Square. And you can feel that when you walk in there. You can feel the family vibe. Like, they they genuinely care about the people that walk in there and the people that work there, I'm sure. And so I can understand that transition. The, the difficult conversation wasn't with, with Mr. Steele, the shop owner. The difficult conversation was with Spence, because Spence, me and Spence spent a lot of time together. We played ball, we, we, we chopped it up, we rapped, we had a good conversation. We just had a good vibe, brotherly love. And I remember I was telling him, he's like, yo, see, why you didn't tell me? Why you just telling me? And I was just, I just felt like it was just hard to tell him, because mm-hmm. I know we had built this bond, 
and it's going to be hard to leave. But I understood then I had to go, and you 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 leaving like fifteen minutes down the road. I transitioned and opened the shop fifteen hours away. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't fifteen minutes. You could throw a rock in from the shop, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, so that was a little scary because I didn't know what I was going. I was starting from scratch with no clientele. You know what I mean? But I said I have to say this. If you believe it's right and you know you're doing the right thing, you are doing the right thing. And that's how I feel about it. I feel like it's it's the right time. And I genuinely felt it in my heart and spirit that, like, to, it's the time to do it. And I have opportunity to do it around people, good people that, that I'm leasing from, that, you know, that were friends of my family and friends of my father. And it just felt, felt right. It just does. But here is two different scenarios where – the relationship I had with them, it was so genuine where they just kind of like, hey, you know what? Hey. Anointed you. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do nothing else. You about to bust open in the scene, but you you one of the brightest fruit on this tree. Mm-hmm. We got to cut you. We got to let you go and feed somebody else. And you will be an extension of us forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know what you mean. And then just them having come to visit my shop. In Tennessee was major. Spence came down. Mr. Steele, the owner, Spence, Mr. Steele, Spence's dad. Still cutting, 75, in his late 70s, close to 80 years old. Great man. I learned so much from Mr. Steele. So much. I used, to, I used to love being in the shop, cutting hair, and just listening to him, listening to him talk and just have a conversation with his clients. You talk about consultation and making someone feel like a king of the day. That's where I learned it from. He was a gem. He was a gem above gems. I'm looking at you. I'm sorry I got a lot of my mind. I just, it's getting petty. Like, right. it's getting petty. Like, I wish, I wish, I know what you're saying, and I feel like I'm getting the exact opposite of what you're getting. I'm not getting that. I'm not getting the, I'm getting the, when are you going to be out? Because I'm going to put somebody else in there. Or don't talk to, about, don't talk to people in my shop about, your shop that that's what i'm getting i just got a message just now of a picture of you know i left left a few like you know my clippers and stuff were cleaned off but i left like a towel on my station and like some product and right. i just got a picture saying you know i need to clean your stations just now while i'm sitting here and i've never gotten i've left i've left you know in a hurry you've left shop everybody's left shopped in a hurry left some hair and be like i'll come back and get it and it's getting petty and it's it, it's hard man and i and i i you know i gave this person flowers from from day one and still still getting flowers and you know hit hit me with text like uh you know i don't i don't want you talking about your shopping here or you know or else you gotta leave earlier and I, you know i said yes sir sounds good fine and that's what it's gotta be and it's an it's an uncomfortable conversation but you almost want to be like you can say those words he could say those words when nobody's around but when you're right he should just congrats you know, appreciate you thank you I don't. I don't even want that, man. I'm not even asking for that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm not asking for nothing. I. I just. I just. There's something that I have to do, and I, I, I'm not asking for nothing. There's nothing I want. For, I just. There's just something I have to do, and it's. It just upsets me. Some people just take it. <clears throat> people. Some people just don't take things. They take things the wrong way. I guess it's like. Obviously, I know he sees you as competition, and he's probably thinking this man's taking food at like you know taking money from me and. All that I've done for him, he's wanting to stay here around me. So he's, I guess he's seen like, I guess he's probably seen you as like an enemy now. I guess, I guess you could say. But I, I mean, 
I mean, but I still messed up that he's taking it this way, though. And I'm not trying to make this a personal thing no, no, on here. No, no. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you this, like, give it, give it an honest review, because some of y'all are, might have to deal with this. You might have to deal with this, and and this is this is full disclosure. You know, this is something that it's been a difficult transition merely because of that. Everything else is smooth. I think every shop owner is going to deal with something like that. You have a, you, you open in your shop, you're going to have barbers one day, you have to deal with it. Of course. And it's just trying to find that fine line how to treat people, how to handle the situation. Because everybody wants to be treated fairly. And I'm going to bottle this all up. Right. I'm a boss, and I'll set it on a shelf. And when I have a barber say, hey, I want to go open a shop, I'm going to take that bottle out and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see what it feels like because I know what it feels like. Right. I know what it feels like. So I know what not to do. And the, the thing, like I said, always be honorable. Always be noble. Always pay your boo friend. Pay your, if you can even do, do, do a great gesture for the shop owner. We could pay your boo friend in a month in advance. And even put like a... T- a uh, 50 bucks on it. You know what I mean? Something like that to kind of show your gratitude. Right? Say, uh, write him a, a, a note saying like, hey, I appreciate you for the years, the time you've put into me. I just want to say thank you and if you ever need anything, um, let me know. You know what I mean? Because those, those conversations should not, because our industry is so wonderful and it's so much love. It shouldn't have to be that way. It should be just, hey, man, you know what? Has some roses. But um, has some has something for your shop. Has a, has a housewarming gift. I, I, every one of my students who opened the shop, I've always been happy for them. And and and, and I've always been happy. The ones who opened shop, who left shops, and I'm like, man, that's and they're doing. And I, from a distance, I admire them. Some of them doing boss stuff. I just admire their work. And maybe I'm like. Said it to them personally, but I, I go and visit them when I can. And I'm like, I, they, I admire their work. I admire what they're doing. And um, like I said, I'm ble- everything else is going smooth. Like, I, you know, I have another client works at a bank. He's a lender at a bank. Just got, I've watched him grow, go from college to pro- propelling himself through the, through the banks, through the lending but, bank. And he's like, you need a loan, whatever you need. I got you. Stomp it. And boom, that was easy. But like think this. about this, right? There's other banks in your area, and somebody's seen a talent in him and might be like, yo, come over here. We got you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in everybody's DMs. Well, I mean, and, and that's how it works. I mean, and honestly, and it, if you, it's not just a girl. You know what I'm saying? Well, most of the time, when you're trying to improve yourself, and especially in a business environment, you switch jobs. You go from job to job to try to, and you go from position to position. Trying to, exactly. Or, or you're a company man. You stay with the same company. That's an option, too. But, but it's the right way to do things. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like what we say in that song. Make your first day like your last. And make your last day like your first. And make that your everything. And if you're thinking about transitioning a year, two years, don't be shady about it. Be Don't be discreet about it. Be open. Because as long as you know you gave your all and you was open and honest with the shop owner, he'll come around. Because he can't salt your name or nothing. Yeah. If you do it the right way. Well, one day at a time. And I know this thing's going out live. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to... I, I'm I'm just trying to do this the right way, right? On the, a whole way out, all the way out the door. I'm gonna say, you know, even if it's this and that, this and that, all the way out the door. I'm gonna do the best I can, and 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 try to be the best person I can, and and just like you know, Jordan becoming a barber, like you know, training him up, seeing him go from 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 
nothing to who where he's at now, which the is big amazing. Duke you know what I'm saying? That that is so beautiful. Like to see Jordan succeed, you know, it's almost like an extension of myself succeeding. So like his growth to me just gives me so much more energy to be the best person I could be. And then right. likewise with you, Craig. I mean, you know, just like we say it was written. All this happens for a reason. Right. So um but you know, I found the I found the spot. The spot I got is on Main Street. Um the the rent is super reasonable. Uh, very manageable for a single barber, and uh, it's 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 what I want. And but it, it's it's shrouded by this um, uncomfortable feeling. Of I, I I think he'll come around because w- once you come with good, I mean, not too much can overcome good. And, and I'll speak some good on him. Like he's one of the reasons that I am a barber. You right. know, he took me under his wing as an apprentice. Um, you know, the shop owner that we, we had before, uh, you know, he, he, I don't know if he got distracted, but it got to where there was neglect at the shop and, um, got into it with the, the shop owner I have now. And he decided to do his own thing. Right. Right. He did, he did, he did his own thing. So, and then when a guy threatened to kill me, I don't know if I told that story on here, but when a guy threatened to kill me because of the negligence of the previous shop owner, I had to go somewhere and I had to go and he had his shop open. So I, I transitioned there. So I, I, he, he's done, he's helped me out multiple right. times, but I, I just, it's just something I have to do. It's unavoidable. And the thing is, we might talk, have another podcast on this because your shop don't open for another four weeks. The, the beginning, the first of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so we might have to have another podcast and talk about, how did how, how would how to finish off? Yeah, how to finish yeah, off? Well, when I cut the ribbon, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because but that's that that's a tough thing because it, this the podcast that we have is for information mm-hmm. and to let people in, and to be transparent and open and let people know that hey, we are humans and we go through things to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know we give information. We have a lot of people out there who love what we do, but. We also have to be raw and open to know situations like this is going to come up. Yeah, and, and how do you handle it? And, I, and I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm sitting here. I'm telling y'all the truth. I mean, it's a, it's it, this this portion of it has been uncomfortable, and it's something that I didn't foresee. But that's what life is, right? It's a series of events of things that you never foresee, and how you overcome them. And I 100% am still motivated to do and be the best person I could be and continue to grow and, and cultivate other people under me, you know, and and, right. and that's one of the beautiful things about working at school has taught me is, is like seeing people become successful, like the joy that you get from, from having students and seeing them start from shaking. I remember one student, Freddie, I'll say Freddie Smith was, this dude was shaking, you know, it's like shaking, like almost like about to come out of his shoes. And now he has his own shop. I love and watching Freddie. Freddie, Freddie is doing beautiful things. He's, he's incorporating his town. He's, okay. he's bringing people in. He's taking pictures with people he grew up with and he, he's, he's having the best time of his life. You know yes. what I'm saying? But it all started from, from that. And it's such what, a beautiful thing to see. What Drake say? What's that? Start from the bottom down here. <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? That's it? He said a lot of stuff. That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, it. you you doing that though is going to carry yourself, carry it. You're going to carry that to the shop, and that's going to bring you even better barbers because they're going to want to learn under somebody that's understanding, that wants to teach them how to be great, want to be successful, and that's an important thing to have as a business owner and a business barbershop owner. The key is always remember the tough conversation has to be had. And people respect you even more. It's hard to hear it sometimes, but people respect you more when you have it. Mm. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of like, hey, 
you've been talking about it for a year, and now you're a month out, and you still have to work there. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine one weekend somebody just say, "I ain't coming back," and barbers do that. Yeah, I got a barber. Last barber who left. He told me, oh, yeah, Craig, I'm going to pay you the booth rent. He ain't paying me yet. He still ain't paid you? He still ain't paid <laughs> You listening? Pay Craig his booth rent, man. <laughs> 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 he, he, he's, like, I'm like, Yo. he's like, yeah, I'm going to another shop. I'm good opportunity to come up. I'm like, cool. I mean, and, you know, up in, in oh, I've only God. been to two shops. And the last shop I left somewhat abruptly. I uh, gave him about a two-week notice. But. Some guy threatened to kill me, and that was it. For me. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was pretty. Yeah, that was that that was pretty traumatizing. Ain't gonna lie to you. So, you know, at that point, it was like, okay, someone's got to give. You know, right. so, but um, I'm I'm excited. Like, I'm super excited to create this space. I got the key today. Um, I, I I wanted something with windows. I wanted something with some street frontage. Which in my where I live at, it's not super expensive. Where you're at, it might be expensive. You mm-hmm. might have to start start down a, down a side street or something. But for me. Um, I'm right up on Main Street. I got businesses around me that you know I'll communicate with and hopefully support them. How many well. square feet? I say it's about 800 to 1,000 square feet. That's big. Yeah, and you know it's uh, I got I already got the layout pretty much in my mind. It's going to have a lot of paintings. My dad, of course, was an artist. He's been on the podcast. If you listen, uh, I'm going to get some prints of his paintings and put them on the wall. That's another podcast. We're going to talk about aesthetics of the aesthetics. Shop. Yeah, that's a good one. That's another podcast of the shop aesthetics. I'm going with the art art gallery hey, aesthetics. Man, hold back. We still we got to finish this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's trying to give all the all, all the way. All, all the sauce. Jordan, what's wrong with him? I mean, he's just excited. Which is good. I, I mean, would be too, man. I, I mean, it's an, exci- it's an excitement now. But like I said, I don't want people to get it twisted where everybody have to think that they ha- everybody doesn't have to open a shop. No. Don't do it for no clout. Don't do it for the likes. Don't do it for no measuring stick for yourself if you're making good money where you're at. Sit on a chair is comfortable. Sit on a chair and paying booth rent is a comfortable position. You know, you don't have to deal with the stress of the buildings, the you because, know, COVID. Because your booth rent probably was like one third of what you're gonna pay right now. Maybe less, maybe less. Because you know, I took out, I got a small business loan, so yeah, I mean, excuse me, maybe more. So because I got a small business loan on top of it, just to kind of handle right. the cushion, because right. there is a transition cushion. So I did get a loan and. Um, it, it it will. I mean, and I'm ready for that. I'm mentally prepared, and I'll probably have to cut more. Obviously, I'll have to cut more. I have to put in more hours of the shop, but that's part of it. That's yep. part of it. If you're not in your business, you know, like you have to be in your business. And that's what people don't realize. Some of, and that's why we want to have this this podcast to talk about the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, and everything else. Because there's going to be a transition period when you get in the shop. Because it's almost like starting over again. You're going to a new shop. It's going to be your environment. You're going to be the head. You got to promote it. You know, people, and, and also you're going to lose a lot of clients because some people, some clients like the shop more than the barber. Right. Some clients like just going to a shop and being around the shop in that environment more so than they just like the particular barber that cuts their hair. That's why I'm going to drop another gem again. When you're in school, learn how to talk to clients because clients come to you for who you are, not necessarily the haircut. Because at the end of the day, everybody's haircut going to be the same. Yeah, pretty much. So when you build relationships and you hold them tight and you cultivate them, when you have to transition, when when you're leaving school, when you're leaving a shop, when you're leaving the state, you have people who will really stay in touch with you because of the person who you are. I don't know. Them Jordan Bar haircuts is just different. 
<laughs> I still feel like they ain't enough. But I mean, I, when I was coming out of school, I used to think that the haircut was what made people. I mean, they, obviously it makes people come to you, but that's not what's gonna the make relationship. Them stay. Yeah, it's not what's gonna make them stay. Nobody wants a barber to just like cut their hair, give them a fire fade, and not say one word to them. He got his like, these headphones like what well, we got on in our head. Yeah, I mean, and not even talking to you. That's yeah. just maturing, though. I feel like you figure that out once you get out and actually into the real world. I mean, it's not when you figure it out. You have to start working those things while you're in school because those things, are, it's easier to work on them while you're in school. Everybody wants to wait. I'm going to wait. I want to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. What are you waiting for? The longer, you, the more you wait, the harder it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to wait. I'm just thinking about this podcast. It's probably, I mean, it. The person might even see this podcast, and I might y'all see on Instagram. I, you know, gotta start, gotta start shot early. But you know, I'm 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 happy to be around people and to be around people that genuinely understand and care mm-hmm. and and want to see success. For and, sure, and that's what it's all about. And you know, and, and I feel like if you know, it's there's a difference in being dis dis disappointed and being angry. You know, and it's like. I think he might eventually he'll come around. I hope so because I I, I care about the dude. Right, I care about him. I, I want to see him be successful, and I yeah. still I, he still can be successful. He will be, and he he will be successful. But the thing is, the more it's it's like Walmart and Sam's across the street from each other. Yeah, I mean it's like Kmart and Walmart. People, it's whoever puts in the most Burger King and McDonald's. Yeah, when they build when Wendy. they build McDonald's, they're not yeah. like. What restaurants are around it? They're like, no, nah, I'm gonna put a McDonald's up, right? We're gonna put a McDonald's right here. <laughs> and then you, you know, what I'm saying you yeah. beat the streets if you can, if you want to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you catch up. I'm not gonna try to. <laughs> I mean, it might set him back a little bit, but I mean, if he really wants to be as successful as he's, I mean, he'll be, he'll be successful. It's what you put in. Yeah, it's what you put in. Amen. You got to put something in. You can't reap and sow at the same time, like we talked about. You reap what you sow, mm-hmm. and I feel like I feel like all the sowing. I have been doing a lot of sowing. I feel like in the last few years, mm-hmm. uh, with your help, of course, and um, I really feel like things are starting to reap. Like I'm starting to I'm starting to get some fruit. I'm like looking at my tree. I'm like, sheesh. <laughs> it's like, look at that. You so you even cutting firewood now to cook that food? Yeah, I, you know, I still I'll be cutting firewood. Y'all y'all want to work out? Split some wood. Yeah, we got we got a we're gonna have a. a we're gonna have like a skill challenge for Craig. We're gonna have a little strip of lawn. He's got to mow. We're gonna have we're gonna have some wood he can split, <laughs> and we're gonna have some hay bales he can throw up on some the wagon. He- some hedges you got to trim. Yeah, you got to shape yeah. it. Shape line yeah. the hedges up, yeah. Craig. <laughs> some holes you got to fill some sand in. Yeah, put some dirt in it. Yeah, <laughs> dig a hole. Eh? Dig a dig hole. A sucks. Hole. We'll do something. Lay some bricks in order. Oh, that's tough. Stack them. <laughs> you know that's that's a that's a rare skill. Like masonry is is like a trade that we're severely lacking on. Like not many people want to do it. Yeah, man, go to trade school. Wow, this 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 podcast we can go forever on this podcast for sure. But how how do you feel? How, do you feel okay? Do you feel in your heart of all hearts? Heart of all hearts. I feel empowered. I feel I feel confident. I feel like everything that's supposed to happen is happening the way right. it should happen, and I'm not looking back. I know that I know what I want to do. I know what I need to do, and I know I've waited and and given out all the flowers I can give before I left, and and, I've, and I'm ready to go. 
You got a slit in your eye like Big Daddy Kane? Yeah, I put. You just noticed that? You want one? He got it from me. He stole it from you. I did it first. Ooh, Big Daddy Kane. He said he did it first. They've been doing this since the 80s. It's before that. Three slits in your eye like Big Daddy Kane. They've been doing it. He had them? Yeah. That's like early 80s, isn't it? Big Daddy Kane? Yeah. Big Daddy. You ain't trying to take that. You can't take that. I ain't even got that. I just do one. I, I used to do actually. They should do three on each side. Okay, it was two first, then three, not one. Yeah, you the man. It's funny because I was like <laughs> shaping myself up because I was getting ready to meet the governor, mm-hmm. and and I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking because like, you know, governor politicians are really conservative when it comes right. to haircuts and stuff. And for some reason, I was standing in the mirror and I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I gotta meet the governor. <laughs> you gotta have a little bit of sauce. On yeah, why not? He's gonna know my barber. Yeah, he'd be alright. <laughs> a little bit of drip, drip. No doubt, no doubt. Yes, sir. So, um, how was you guys' holidays? I was blessed, man. Thank Thanksgiving, ate a lot of food. Mom came over, split some wood, split a lot of wood. That felt good. Uh Did you cook, Jordan? Nah, I ain't cook. Nah, I, I just, <laughs> we had a big old uh, family reunion on Thanksgiving. It was actually great. We had a good time. Okay, you seen a lot of people I ain't never met before. Your your brother's still on track. He's still talking. He's just talking. Nah, he, he's still talking. He's still gonna say he's doing. He's gonna do it. So I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna make sure he follows through with it. Then after that, it's when you got. You got to put a deadline. I, I told on him it. at the beginning of January. Okay. Yeah. Okay. About him coming to school. I'm hyped that Tony's back. Tony. Tony is a. Tony <laughs> he's is a hustler, bro. I know yeah, he is, real, ain't he? Real, Tony hustles. You know Antonio's back too. Antonio came back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> both of both those guys, but Tony Tony selling shoes. Yeah, he he redoes job. cars. Yeah. He yeah. does he does everything, yeah. man. He just he just makes it happen. If you give him a barber with that, it's gonna be dope. I think we'll really open his eyes when we went to California too. I'm telling you, everybody who was ever went to a hair show, they they, they it, came back. He was like, bro, that's so dope. And I'm like, yeah. I told you, bro, like you got the you have to see it in order to believe it. Because a lot of people don't believe it. I think I'm like, brother, I'm gonna take my brother with me next time too. So <laughs> you might just need to take him to the Bronner down there. Atlanta, so. <laughs> I it's something simple. Yeah, well, the bra is not simple, but still, just take him to the hair show. Anybody who was on the fence of becoming a barber, a hairstylist, esthetician, and nail tech, just go to a hair show. Go to a hair show, and if you're a parent, want to introduce your kid to an industry, take him to a hair show. They have hair shows around the country, around the world. And there's great people there, man. It's that yes. people on the stage, they'll do it's, motivational it's, type speaking. Like he's just, there's plenty energy. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing environment to be in. Plenty you know, energy. And if you ever wanted to be a someone in this field and you had a little bit in you, when you leave, you're gonna have a lot. You're gonna have a lot. Yes, sir. So this podcast was transitioning. I think we can. We have so much more to talk about, but you know, as all good things, must gotta come. come to it must come to an end. You think? What, what else you want to add to this, Mi? Before we get off this this podcast, um, growth is inevitable, and keep moving forward. What you think, Jordan? What you pick up from today? Um. I learned that obviously opening up a barbershop is gonna take some time, and it's just whenever you whenever you know that you're ready to open one is when you should open one. You'll know it. It was yeah. a, it was like a it was like a sobering sensation. Yeah, opening up a barbershop is a transition, but always remember the tough conversation needs to be had, whether it be with the, you and the shop owner, but not between you and people in the shop. 
Don't yeah, don't don't start talking to the people beside you before you go speak to the yeah, shop owner. Yeah, talk to the shop owner. Cuz the shop owner's going to hear it eventually. Don't talk to the neighbor. Don't talk yeah. to the uh, just talk to the, be be respectful. Just mm-hmm. be cuz somebody did give you opportunity once upon a time when you don't have opportunity. Yeah. So you have to be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because everything you hope to do as a shop owner, you should go into a shop and do it then the first day. And make sure there's nothing beneath you when you walk into a shop. Clean toilets, sweeping floors. Do it all. Handing out, handing out cards. Because everybody thinks that they're going to wait. They're just going to wait when they open that shop. You're not going to wait when you open your shop. Why would you want to have bad practices and then go in your shop and you're going to have good practice? If you're a barber and you're selfish and you think that the shop where you're working at, you shouldn't have to clean the bathroom. You're not meant to be no shop owner. If you're a barber where you're working at and something's on the floor and you just walk over it, you're not meant to be a shop owner. If you're a barber right now and you come in, the first person in the shop and there's snow outside and you don't shovel snow, put some salt down, you're not meant to be a shop owner. If you do appointments all day and you're done with your appointments and there's still five people waiting for walk-ins and you just leave, you're not meant to be a shop owner. No. If you're the last one in the bathroom and take the last, use the last of the, <laughs> of the toilet paper. That's coming from deep inside. <laughs> <laughs> and don't try to replace uh, it. You're not meant to be in a shop owner. No. <laughs> if you can't take the decency in your, in, in your life, you go into a bathroom in your shop and you see it's dirty and you don't, Take the will to do it on your own and clean that bathroom while someone asking you. You're not meant to be a shop owner. Some things you just have, you just got to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's, and if you're looking at it as, oh man, I'm not. This ain't my shop, but you work in there. <laughs> but when, when the shop's dirty, you all look dirty. That you, and and people don't people don't they I, don't always say, oh that barber down there. They say that shop. And I know what you're thinking about too. What's that? When we went to that. The Nashville? Uh, uh, let's hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> I did think about that. I know. That was disgusting. But you didn't look about the specific barber. You yeah. think about the whole. I looked at one. I did think about a specific barber. I was thinking about the one dude that was in there grinding. Right. That one dude. And he, he just won a competition. He's probably going to be a shop owner soon. But you you looked at the whole thing. Sheesh. And you're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of responsibility that goes into opening the shop. There's a lot of responsibility that goes into transitioning when you want to leave a shop to go into a new shop. There's a lot of transitioning that goes into leaving the shop, not just to go to a new shop, but to go and open your own shop. All those things you have to think about. And I think everyone should put something on paper, the pros and the cons. What am I leaving behind? Now, some things that just can't, you can't be fixed. Like if you have some... Differences between barbers, shop owners, and it's causing you friction. It's causing you problems. If you've tried and you talk to the shop owner, you talk to the barber, it's just not working. It's just tension. There. Yeah, it's time for you to, yeah. Time to transition. But there's a healthy way to transition. There's a good way to transition. There's a terrible way to transition. Don't be that barber who transitioned the bad way. Be that barber who transitioned with some integrity. And some values. Be that barber who's going to transition and give, treat that shop like it's yours 
from day one, be that borrower. So when you transition, you leave, the shop owner can be like, hey, I understand. Do what you got to do. Hey, if you want to work here, we got a place for you. And also be that shop owner who's also understanding. Mm-hmm. You got to be you got to be understanding shop owner and understand that hey, people people are going to leave. Good yeah, people never stay long. Yeah. Some people do, but it's you got to create a really great environment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to have a really great environment and 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 really good booth rent, really in good incentives. But that's for another podcast we'll talk about. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. So, what do you guys think? Last words before we jump this thing off? Get Jordan first. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad, Jay. Oh, yeah, that's all right. I like that. Uh, (coughs) I don't know. So, all I'm saying is that I'm excited for MI. He's going to be a great barbershop owner. I mean, anybody that needs to, you know, I don't know, eventually, once you you want to start. Offering people a job there, he's mm-hmm. he's gonna be an amazing person to work for. So anybody on Virginia side that needs a place or thinks they need a place, I'm telling you right now, am I be a great person to work for? You sound like you're interviewing Jordan. Who you? Me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Maybe one day. <laughs> now, am I? Congratulations, man. You you deserve it. You're gonna do really well. I think you're gonna be a boss. You're a boss. You know what I mean? So, hey, let's get it. Let's do it. Game time. Appreciate being around great people like you. Hey, man. Jordan, I, Craig, Micah, I Mitch. Sh- Iron Sharpens Iron all day. Shout out to Mitch. Yeah, Mitch making a transition, yeah. too, into his own spot. Yep, that's yep, what we didn't talk about this that. Everybody's grown. Look at us. Yep, yep. That's what it's about. Growth. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be, it's our last episode in, this, in the studio. We'll be in a new studio next week. So, we'll be on a, hey, can't wait, Mitch. Looking forward to it. Shout out to our sponsors, Colossal Brand. Shout out to Feed Spot for ranking us the top. 25 podcasts in the world the top 25 barber content podcasts in the country Facebook, we love you and again like share subscribe if you know someone t- tell them about it check us out on facebook instagram on youtube yeah we're trying to build up our subscribers and our fan base share it out there share it with your friends share it with your family share it with somebody who's trying to get into this industry who's looking for just from just some general knowledge of Barbering, general knowledge about school, what to expect, why this industry, what this industry has to offer, what you're going to get out of it. And then just listen to some cool brothers, myself, Jordan Barr, am I? Hey, you don't know who you're going to get, who who we going to bring on this podcast next? Yes, sir. Again, check us out at Bristol Cronkers Academy, Bristol Cronkers Academy, JC. Um, we're enrolling students the first Tuesday of every month. We offer financial aid, Pell Grant, and we work with some great institutions in the area. Vocational rehab, we work with several banks. If you're trying to get in this industry, there's no way that we can't get you in. Call us up, stop by, um, come to the financial aid office, talk to one of our compliance offices, and we'll get you in. We're going to get you in. If you're serious about this industry, we will get you in. Again, Craig Charles of Cronkers Academy JC, Cronkers Academy Bristol. Hit us up. Let's go.